Welcome to the first episode of 2021. As usual, Josh and I dive straight into the main topics surrounding us in society. Being the beginning of the year, we talk about resolutions, or more aptly, failed resolutions, and we discuss what we can do to make them last. We talk about the recent events in the US and then take a look at the travesty of the food parcels fiasco here in the UK. We also discuss the virtue of censorship, even those with the most extreme views. It's a big start to the podcast year. We hope you enjoy. This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Living exactly 115 miles apart, our lives could not have been more different growing up, yet we find ourselves today as really good friends with many similar outlooks and perspectives. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture and everything in between. Josh, welcome to... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> welcome to 2021, mate. Hundred first, hundred fifteen miles. We're a day late, but well, why are we a day late? It's going to be a good one. Why are we a day late? Yeah. Uh, it's my fault again. Mm. Is that what, is that what you're trying to? Well, point I don't out? know, mate. Is your um, is your uh, reasons to be cheerful today going to be uh, saying no so you can say yes, saying no to the podcast so I could say yes to doing more work? Well, I did. I've, that what we did in 2020 gets left in oh, 2020, yeah. so I get. A chance to do 2021, new new year, new me. How are you feeling about 2021? Uh, I don't know, all right. Yeah, I limp, I've limped into it a little bit. I think everyone's limped in a little bit, haven't they? But uh, I feel all right, mate. I feel, uh, I don't know, I feel all right. I booked a holiday yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. October. Where are you going? Jamaica. I love yeah. it. I love it. And what is special about Jamaica? Let's tell the listeners. Uh, I got married in Jamaica. Me and my wife got married in Jamaica. So we've got pictures on the wall of where we got married. And the kids are always pointing it out and talking about the beach that we got married at. So we're going to take them back there. Well, not back there. They've never been there. Well, effectively they have, but they weren't formed. Well, then they haven't been there. <laughs> were they just an idea that you had? They were, yeah, they were definitely an idea. That's, that's, they were nothing more than a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> Um, it's quite ambitious though like to think I'm going to book something in the hope that you can get well, on the plane there is something behind this so we we like we were like shall we shan't we and then we were going to book it and then the day the actual day that we wanted to go on went it was gone so I said look it's now or never we either book it or we don't what's the worst that could happen I said the worst that could happen is that we lose the money and that would be like if they said, look, you can go, but you I don't know, you'd have to wear masks and stay in your hotel for three hours a day and we just thought it wasn't worth it, right? Worst case, we lose mm. the money. Um, and I just think, you know what? Life is too short to not just jump in and take risks and try and do things. I feel like I've got something to look forward to at the end of the year and if it's not there, it doesn't happen. Um, I have a tendency to dither over things and then not do them. So I'm changing that. That's a new, that's 2021, new me, new year, new me, part of me. I'm just going to, I'm going to jump in, mate, and do it. So, yeah, we've booked it and that's it. That's good, mate. Booked it, packed it, fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> Peter K. Oh, oh, it was an old Peter K sketch. <laughs> booked it, packed it, that's Just very off. quickly before we get into today, can you just talk a little bit about uh, your surroundings? I just, I've said to everyone, you look... A bit, or I said to you before we came on that you look a little bit like a teen YouTuber. Where are you, Has? I'm in my kid's bedroom, Josh. <laughs> what? It, what? It, <laughs> so, what in the doghouse? You've been thrown out and chucked in there? No, 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 no. It's a really boring story. So, and I've told uh, lots of clients a story, so they won't want to hear it again. Uh, but basically, there was uh, where I normally sit. Uh, there was a leak, and my carpets and everything got. Uh, Ruined, so I had to move my office. Uh, much to my kids' annoyance, um, I had to move the office uh, into their room temporarily. Uh, they've still got their fairy lights up, mm. which are behind me. So for the ones that are watching it on YouTube, you'll see that. For those that are listening, you're just going to have to take my word for it. And um, <laughs> um, and they normally go on about four four o'clock in the evening just to kind of you know lift spirits. Mm. But I knew I was seeing you. 
and uh, I wanted you to be cheery, yeah. which uh, you're not usually. Well, you were so. right. That was a boring story. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked. <laughs> you asked. Um, well, tell us about your surroundings, Josh. Uh, I'm also in my son's bedroom. Uh, I didn't have a leak in the office. My office is my son's bedroom. <laughs> That's good. I mean, we're, mo- we're multitasking yeah, exactly. in, these, in these modern exactly. times. Um, so, this is our first podcast of 2021. Yeah. And uh, so we came back for some more punishment. I'm sure there'll be uh, lots and lots for us to talk about. But what I would love to do today is talk about numbers. Mm. All right. right. So I'm going to shout out some numbers to you. And then you're going to pick one set of numbers. And then we're going to talk about what they are and what we think they are. All right. And we'll go from right. there. I thought they cancelled right. GCSEs so I'm gonna give this you... year, but let's do it. Yeah, well, I haven't even gone to GCSEs. So here are the numbers. I'm gonna I'm gonna read them, and then you can then just sort of pick which one you want to talk okay. about. Okay. So we've got first and second. Well, that's the first set of numbers, right? Yeah. F- first and yeah. second. Twelve and twenty-three. Yeah. 30 and 5.22. Right. And 69. <laughs> no, I'm not just leaving it there. <laughs> 69 and 194. Right. And then zero. Okay. So am I supposed to have any idea what any of these numbers mean? You might do. You Mate, might do. But no, just pick honestly? one. Honestly? absolutely no idea whatsoever looking at the first looking at them okay that'll be fun then okay so just pick well, i'm one. gonna go with 12 and 23 because my birthday's on the 23rd of july okay all right so in 2020 only 12 percent of britons made new year's resolutions wow 12 yeah. percent and of those 12 percent only 23, no, sorry, 23% of them failed to keep any of those resolutions. So, so at the start firstly, of 2020? No, in 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah only 20, 12% of Britons made New Year's resolutions, yeah. right? So, so the rest basically just went, oh, yeah. yeah. And then of those 12%, only 23%, uh, or 23% of them failed to keep them. So 23% of them failed to keep them or 23% of them actually kept them? Didn't do them. Yeah. That's quite a low number, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell, Has. You've come with some terrible numbers. So 12% of people... (laughs) 12%, yeah. Yeah. 12%. 12% of people... you start Googling it, mate. 12% of Britain. You've got yourself (laughs) messed up here. No, no. 12% Listen, 12% of people made New Year's resolutions. Just because you can't comprehend it. So 12 it. out of every 100 people made New Year's resolutions. And you're saying that 23% Correct. of that of the 12% failed. So 70 failed. So 67% completed their New Year's resolutions. 67% of the 12% of people. Yeah, if you want to look at it that way. There's always another side. Anyway, the point is lots of people don't fulfill their new year's resolutions or make them so why do we bother uh i I, do you make them do you make new year's resolutions no not anymore did you used to make them have you ever made them i used to be be one of the 23 or 77 percent depending on which way you look at it i've got a little bit of a tension headache if i'm if i'm honest with you um 67 percent by the way what have you ever made a new year's resolution and it's like actually come to pass do you know what I mean like you've said I'm gonna do this and then by the end of the year you're like oh my I'm so glad I made that New Year's resolution I don't think I have no I don't think I have but I, don't, I can't recall anything that I've that I've done that has you know that I've said I'm gonna do this at the beginning of the year yeah. and then and then uh, still do it at the end of the year 
often like I might do right I'm going to get fit and do like you know all the usual stuff or I'm going to write more I'm going to read more and then it sort of just falls by the wayside yeah. but as you know one of the things I do practice is um having a word of the yeah. year so actually this is something that our mutual friend Krish um uh actually introduced to me at the end of the year it's a bit of a kind of uh a bit of reflection and then you think about you know who you want to be what you want to do yeah. uh, the following year and uh and f- you find a word that sums it up and so I, um and we do that and we did that at the end of last year and we picked our words of the year and i've actually been doing it with my clients and it's a really powerful experience just to hear the reflections of what they're going through are you going to share your um, word so of i do the year? that and that really works my word of the year is lead nice uh, for me, that's really uh, about what I'm trying to get done this year, but also who I want to be and kind of some decisions that you know I want to take. I've asked you about to think about it at the end of last year. Did you come Not up with really. one? I. Um, it's disappointing. No, I have I have sort of tried to come up with, but the words that I come up with are sort of a little bit. Um, I don't know. They don't really work. I've tried. I, I genuinely have tried to think about it, um, but I haven't come up with one yet. So I'm really sorry. Yeah. What All was right. your well, word? I, I, what was I, your word last year? Oh fucking out! Um, it was impactful. Look, beat Josh. <laughs> at, <laughs> I failed. Fail. Um, I don't remember. I, I I can't recall what my word was Powerful. last year. If I'm honest. Powerful. I was going to make one up, and then I thought, I'll oh, be be authentic, <laughs> be truthful. Um, so I can't remember, but I do remember the year that I really. Um, decided I really need to really push the business and like really drive the business my word was galvanised and it really worked yeah. That, yeah it really yeah I think worked. if you get it right there's definitely a lot of power in it in there um, I, I also um, have um, reflected on this I think sometimes the word the word uh, sort of when you try and express it to someone else if it doesn't feel right or it doesn't resonate for them you sort of go you start to you know psychoanalyze it yourself and go oh maybe that's not right but actually it should really just be about how it feels yeah. for you not how it not how people you know react to it when you express yeah. it so I think that's a really powerful um, way to look at it it's just it's just got to be, got to be right, right for you. you and resonate with you right which makes sense I, do, I mean yeah. so have you got a resolution or any resolutions uh, no no but I don't like to sort of get too fixed in a resolution but I do think there's something to be said for the fact that you sort of have a break you do kind of have a little bit of a reset um, and I feel like you get you sort of get the opportunity to go again if you know what I mean um, I do yeah. sort of feel almost like you've just had a bit of a team huddle with yourself do you know what I mean bit of a team talk and you get to go again bit of a like we 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 go to Crystal Palace and we don't let this slip you know that kind of you know we don't let this that kind of why are you bringing that up why are you bringing <laughs> Because uh, that was the picture. His team talk, his little huddle was what I conjured up. I know his was a, like it turned out to be a bit of a nightmare of a huddle, but that kind of thing. So I do think there's. So I have I had a bit of a reset. I had a really good um, uh, rest over Christmas, and I feel uh, I do feel revitalized and ready to go again. So there's no resolution as such. Um, I did. I have a terrible relationship with food, so I'm probably doing. I'm probably doing what is a little bit of an unhealthy reset in terms of um, watching my calories. And the reason I say it's unhealthy is because it is unhealthy. I start counting my calories and making sure I get worried. You know, I and it's bad. It's not a good thing. But it, but I, but I lose weight. We're all human. Yeah. Even 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 the resilience god is is human. <laughs> Right. Um, let me let me just clarify these numbers because you're absolutely right. I think our listeners, you know, need proper numbers. This is from yougov.co.uk. Yeah. Said um, in 2020, 12 percent of Britons made resolutions. Mm. Of those that who made resolutions, only a quarter kept all of them. Yeah. Uh, although half managed to keep some of them, around a quarter failed entirely. That was the 23. Okay. So a quarter failed entirely. A lot of people only yeah. sort of kept half of them. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. So why do you think people fail at resolutions? What what happens? I just think it's like a mentally? little bit of a fad. I think it's like a fad diet, isn't it? It's just that you just make these kind of 
unrealistic. I, I, I'm not a big fan of goals. Full stop. What? On a personal level, on a personal level, yeah. which is different yeah. to on a business level. I think goals are very healthy in terms of business. I think they're very healthy in terms of like sports goals and things like that. But I think on a personal level, I I don't like I don't resonate with goals. Uh, I think they yeah. kind of go against my beliefs of kind of being in the moment and understanding yourself, who you are, where you're at. I think if you get too caught up with trying to be a better person, um, mm. I think we're fed this idea that you can always be a better person. And I think we get caught up in that and it becomes a problem. I think, um, I, I know I know where you're coming from. And I think there's always this kind of summit that you'll never yeah. reach. You're always aiming for this summit that you never reach. And actually, the, you know, the kind of the preeminent expert, we talked about him before, the preeminent expert on habits is a guy called James Clear. And he really talks about focusing on, you know, trusting the process, doing incremental shifts and trusting the process. And also to adopt the identity of who you want to be rather kind of set, rather than setting yeah. goals, right? So instead of, set, instead of saying, I want to uh, run a marathon, you kind of adopt the identity, I want to be a runner. Yeah. And so actually, and then you just do a bit more every day. And then, you know, you start to kind of yield uh, kind of benefits the more you do. Um, and so I, I do get that. But I think there comes a point where it, you, you, for some people anyway, you need a bit more motivation. You know, milestones get you, uh, for, you know, get you to a place and then you can track success. But they can be unhealthy. I think a goal like a losing weight goal or a, or a, um, uh, or, or you know, or getting to a certain calorie count goal, or something like that, like you like you said, it's sort of unhealthy and it's artificial because once you get there, it just becomes kind of there's a pressure to sort of stay at that, and and it's sort of if it's not done holistically and with a long term in mind, it's just you're always going to yo-yo yeah, back. And aren't then you? also, we live a life where there's lots of different social factors which come into play here in everything that we do, and. Like we're sold this idea that we all operate from a level playing field and, and this idea that as long as you try as hard as you can, right, you have the same opportunity in life as everyone else. And it ain't, that ain't true, you know? When you look, if you look at like uh, last year, for example, COVID hit, and I'm just using a generic example. If you had goals and things that you were gonna set, COVID hit last year. Now, the way that COVID hit me is it took away uh, my my kids' school, which really impacted my wife and my wife's well-being and the things that matter to her, um, it impacted my work in a in a uh, positive, probably the wrong word, but my work did well as a result of it. So, like the way that COVID impacted us as a family is completely different to another family who may have both lost their jobs, right? Uh, struggling to pay the bills, no income, etc., etc., etc. And so there's no way that we're operating from a level playing field and it doesn't matter how much me and that other made up person that I've just talked about um, focused on our goals. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't reaching them in the same way that I am. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you have to be, I just yeah. think like you have to be really, really careful that you don't get lost in this idea that as long as I control everything that I can control, um, you know, I, I've got the same opportunity as everyone else. Yeah, and I think I think goals also are they should be reflective of, you know, if they're static, then and say something like COVID happens, then it's unrealistic. Whereas if you're smart, you can just you know you 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 readjust. Um, but let's say that people do have set some resolutions, mm. be it around health, be it around work, be it around, um, you know relationships or whatever it might be and actually instead of just becoming one of these statistics that fails that they actually do want to see it through like for them maybe goals are important what can they do from your perspective you know in terms of your toolkit or your processes or anything that you any advice you might I have? think it's, I, I think and I think you were the first person to introduce me to this idea by the way uh, which I've taken and made my own probably uh, probably is <laughs> about intentions when I changed yeah. the way that I work out a few years ago from I want to try and get big muscles or I want to try and lose weight to I'm going to set aside 40 minutes 
on however regular basis I, I can. For me, it was still five or six days a week, 40 minutes where I concentrate on my body and mind. And so let's just say I'm doing some lifting, some biceps, instead of being like, how heavy can I go? How many reps can I go? I'm just gonna go into myself and fully intend to connect with my body and my muscles and do that mind-body connection and be in myself for 40 minutes. When I set them intentions, every other goal that I might have had to lose weight, to gain muscle, they all came. That all came and it was a byproduct of my intentions. So like I think if you set your daily intentions and your and your daily habits and then allow a free-flowing um, idea of what your outcomes might be, I think the outcomes, yeah. my outcomes have improved. Does that make yeah. sense? So, yeah, it does. And I think just to kind of expand on that a little bit. So I think we we, we talk about um, context, contextual why. So as long as your, 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 your why is strong. So that's really, you know, that's what we talk about, you know, when if you start just doing stuff a what you know or a ha or a how but there's no why yeah. so you get so you you're like you you let's take you know you know let's let's take kind of uh, exercise and you're feeling like oh you know two weeks in your your muscles are sore you're feeling tired you haven't really seen any difference you're not feeling any different you, you got but, but if you haven't connected a why mm. if you don't have the, the, the that contextual kind of reason for what you know why you're putting this in um, I think that um, that that's where the rub, you know, that's where the kind of it gets into the messy middle and people walk yeah. away. So sometimes the resolutions are just like they don't connect the why, like they don't. What's what's the purpose behind it? What's what's driving it? Mm. Yeah. And if they if you can do that, then in, when you get into that messy middle, then you can basically kind of you know pull yourself yeah. through it. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to be Dude, part of sixty-seven percent today this year. Well, I'll have to make some resolutions quickly in January. Uh, but I'm definitely feeling my word of the year. And I really encourage people to, to you know, to use the balance of this month to think about what their word of the year is. And the, and the real reason for the word of the year is it's that thing to kind of motivate, to embolden, to energize you through the year. Something to kind of, it's that intention. It's that who do I want to be? Um, and it it does it's not about um, for me it's not about broadcasting it's not about being seen in a particular way it's about it's about a self uh, motivating mm. why and it's really important when you're feeling a bit stuck when you're feeling a bit like oh you know we're still in this groundhog day of this life that we're living it just kind of it's just re-energizes re you re reconfirms kind of um, kind of your importance so yeah um, take some time reflect think about what your word I think your word last year by the way yeah, was energize. I think you might yeah, be right. It was, mate. Okay. So I've got to pick some more you of these numbers. numbers now. Yeah. You're going to get them anywhere near right when I announce them this time. Right, let's go yeah. for 69 yeah. and 194. Yeah. So obviously this is your okay. age and then I don't know what the... <laughs> and this is your... Uh, uh, weight. Weight. I'd love to be 69 <laughs> kg. Your daily calorie intake. Um... <laughs> Now that you're focusing on it. Um, so 69 arrests following the Capitol storming oh, okay. last week. Yeah. What do you think the other number is? Uh, the amount of arrests at the Black Lives Matter first. After, yeah, George, George Floyd. After yeah. the George Floyd, was it? Yeah, yeah that was a good guess yeah. then, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And by the way, the the, the 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 storming of the Capitol was way worse, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Of course, it was. Yeah. It, pipe bombs, guns. Yeah, it, it was. In, exactly. It was inc incredible to see the difference. Yeah. Uh, starking. And just uh, just an extra number, actually. Um, Two hundred thirty-four. Uh, what was that? What's that? That was the number of arrests at Trump's inaugura inauguration. Wow. Which was basically peaceful. Yeah, that's incredible. It's incredible. Did you see any of the people on social media that had a lot to say about the, I don't know, taking down of a statue that felt compelled to do a big long post mm. about it on social media? Did any of them show up to feel compelled about the act of terrorism, which is basically what it was, by the way? No, it was yeah. just it was terrorism. Um, 
domestic any terrorism. of them show up for that any of them on your social media feeling moved in that way nah didn't think so didn't think so so what do you think when you think about those two numbers 69 arrests uh, you know following the capital riot the insurrection versus 194 at the Black Lives Matter protest uprising what do you want to call it some people will call it a riot I don't by the way so um, what do you think what does that say well it says that it says racism doesn't it for western society by the way let, I, I think it's probably worth saying I don't think we should just point to um, America and say this is an American problem I, I, I don't imagine it would be too dissimilar here would it no um, what does it say to you? It just, it's just uh, a very, very clear and present example of, you know, this injustice that continues to um, continue to be, uh, you know, exemplified in the world. You're right. Yeah, like, it, it, you know, that there there should have been many, many more arrests. Um, I guess the other thing that I find really interesting is the scale at which um, there's been condemnation by, you know, Republicans, by media, mm. by all of the Democrats, because they've been attacked. Yeah. You know, when your system is attacked, when you feel threatened, you kind of, you know, you kind of bring it all out. Whereas when people were justly kind of talking about the oppressions that they're feeling, of course there was a you know, wide uproar, but look at the change, look at what's happening as a result. Mm. Um, I think even though there's a regime change, even though Joe Biden comes in and, and you know, um, and there will be some healing to some degree, this is a big problem. You know, you know, 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. So, and they, 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 sh that's, that's how they showed that they, that they are a powerful force by coming and, you know, coming to the place where, where politics happens and turning it upside down. So they're still going to be there. So, so that system's still going to be there um, of oppression and prejudice. So I think there's, you know, there's a lot of work that's, yeah, you know, Biden's got done. a lot of work on his hands, mate. A lot of work to try and restore yeah. any kind of some sort of um, peace or I don't know, mate, some sort of harmony there because it's a, it's a bad way in it. But I mean, look, Trump whipped it up. Trump knew exactly what he was doing, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah, he rounded up his troops. He rounded up his troops and sent them in. And he loved yeah. that. He would have loved that. Yeah. But he's not loving it now. And, you know, the other thing I would say is, you know, I, I wonder how, what level of directive was coming down. Because obviously Black Lives Matter, there was a lot of directive coming down from Trump directly and Trump's team in terms of going in and stomping hard, you know, stomping down. Whereas that wasn't coming from him, obviously. And there was no real, there was you know, the, the structure still remains. He's the chief, you know, he's the, he's the chief of the, yeah. the country, right? Um, and it was against him. So who would have been making those calls to kind of send in or make arrests and things like that? So there's probably a little bit of grey area around that as well. But still, you know, it's, it's really interesting that if you see the pictures that the way people were being escorted out and, you know, and, and, and versus some of the brutality that you were seeing, you know, from the police. Mm. Yeah. And it's that big, you know, when you look at like a, uh, not just the fact that, not just the, the, the kind of more obvious stuff like you've just talked about, but when you look at the general reaction from the world, I think it highlights how easy it is to look at, um, uh, like at the Black Lives Matter movements and rallies, people see... I'll say it as it is, just uh, as I believe a lot of people will see it, although they won't ne necessarily articulate it like this. They see a lot of angry black people, yeah? 
against what they see as a load of upset white people. Do you know what I mean? So they're like, mm. they're upset, you know, and they, they, they're, they're trying to make their point. Whereas when it was the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of people will see angry black people and why don't they just calm down? Yeah, why don't they just, mm. yeah. And then a lot of people will be mm. saying, why are you comparing the two? You're racist because you're, why have you got to bring up Black Lives Matter when it's, why, why have you got to make it about color, right? And that's the kind of gaslighting that we've talked about um, a lot on here. And that whole like um, seeing the angry, the black people and then seeing the white people in a different way. Um, I, I think a lot of people, and this is, I guess, the hard worrying bit, a lot of people don't even realize that they see it that way. And even mm. if you said it to them that you see it that way, they'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm not racist. And then you get that gaslighting stuff, don't you? Where you're the racist. If you're, you're the one that's made it about color. No one else has said any cut. No one's talked about color here. You've made it about color. And that is the, I say again, that's the gaslighting. That's when it's like, you're the crazy one for bringing it up. Do you, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying there? And that's what, yeah. that's what's happening on a societal level. And that's what makes it really difficult to tackle. Um, so you've got the real obvious stuff in the pictures that we saw and the way that they were all treated differently on kind of the boots on ground level. But then on a big wide perspective, you've got a hell of a large group of people who who wouldn't be there rallying or doing that, but they see it in two completely different lights. And I think that's where you need uh, real conversation. Now, actually, it, it, it reminds me, um, I saw a tweet from uh you know matt haig yeah 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 so yeah. he tweeted saying uh that's it now no people from the far right um should ever be allowed ever given a platform right and then he listed um some dude that went on joe rogan and he named him someone no more so and so on joe rogan no more um uh, somebody on Russell, I can't remember the people that he named, a lady, it was an American lady who went on uh, Russell Brand's podcast and then he finished by saying, uh, God, doing terrible with names here, who's the, who's the Brexit guy from England? What's his name? Nigel Farage. He said, no more yeah. Nigel Farage on anything. What do you feel about that? Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tricky one. I, I, I disagree. Mm. I disagree. However, I think there needs to be a there needs to be an in depth, robust, academic, pragmatic study uh, into how to moderate, how to keep people safe. Yeah, because I think if you drive those people out, it goes underground and you can't see what's going on. At least if Farage is talking about it publicly, you can you can see what the real ills are and you can you can kind of do something about it. I think the problem with kind of, you know, the, the, the tech platforms is that they weren't really holding themselves to the same level of account as say media. Um and this is a big argument. And so there's now a big argument that says Twitter, because they're moderating or because they removed Trump. I think one of the uh, politicians said it, probably uh, our good friend Matt, Matt Hancock. I think it was him. He was like saying they need to be under the same constraints and restrictions as, as press and, and media. I, I, think that, I think that there needs to be a, a, a big global review on how those platforms are utilised, uh, what checks and balances are, but I do think, though, if you if you completely get rid of right wing, then you've kind of got to get rid of extreme left wing. You've got to get get rid of conspiracy theorists who yeah, we, we, don't believe you. Why well, it can't just be against right wing? So I think it's a very very dangerous. It precedent is a dangerous, dangerous do precedent. Um, not to mention the fact that that that, that Matt that Matt Haig himself, and I'm not sort of digging him out here, but he, he he's very hard left. But, mm. And I'm saying that as somebody who can go too hard left myself, right? So there's a lot of stuff yeah. he says that you're just like, whoa, it's a bit polarised outside. Yeah. I actually yeah. think his examples were really poor. I do think yeah. there's a lot to be said for like when BBC, um, and they probably, I don't know, they may have improved on it now, but you know, over the last couple of years, and I'm, I do mean very recently, literally the last couple of years, if they're talking about race, they will often get like, they'll have like 
four white men of privilege and then get on like the token black lady and then call it a balanced debate right and i think that's a problem um and mm-hmm. i think that needs those kind of things need to be um looked at then mm-hmm. i go into this realm and i say you shouldn't give somebody like tommy robinson a platform you remember uh borat what's his name sasha barra cohen said i loved what he said when freedom of speech should not be the same as freedom of reach but then is that my own political bias when i say tommy robinson right i think what we actually what we do really need is conversation when we look at people that we've talked a lot about this that sit in that middle ground who might be quite quite right sided which is fine right we i got to be really clear as somebody who's quite left sided here um that being right sided is 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 just as fine as me being left sided right um, yeah, exactly. Uh, those people that kind of sit in the middle that have the potential to become far right, when you silence their right-sided views, you push them to towards the far right because they get angry, right? And um, so we have to, like, we really need to have the difficult conversations. I always bring it back to um, when we first, when when the foot, like we had the big terrorist attacks as in nine eleven. And then when mm-hmm. you had uh, the seven seven bombings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the way that the media portrayed it, they created a big, a large pool of people who became frightened of any Muslim going, right? Anyone that wore uh, any. You don't need to tell me yeah, that, mate. Well, of course, right? <laughs> now, <Yeah. laughs> what we can do is we can silence them and say you're stupid. Stop thinking like that. You're racist, right? Or we need to listen to them because they they have been manipulated by the press and it's my own privilege to be able to have um, enough academic experience to know that the media have kind of done that have an understanding it's not all muslims this is terrorists that we're talking about and etc 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 but that pool of people who you don't listen to you just say shut up you're being racist when they say i'm a little bit scared of muslims we need to they needed a little bit of listening to because they have been um, misled to getting a false idea that they should be scared and they need to be listened to. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Do, do, do you think yeah. I'm right or do you think I'm wrong? I do, no, I do. I, do. I think um, everybody needs a platform to be able to uh, express their fears, whether they're justified or unjustified. You know, because if, if you don't have that platform, you get pushed. The thing about media is balance doesn't sell. Mm. No, exactly. It doesn't sell. No, and it doesn't get clicks and it doesn't get... If you give a, yeah, exactly. you you give a balanced point of view, then... But, but yeah. I'll always, just quickly, I always bring it back to a guy I know, Ivan Humble, who was, I think I've spoken about him on the podcast before, but he come from a certain kind of background, upbringing, like very, very working class. He fa- Humble beginnings. Uh, humble beginnings, yeah. <laughs> Ivan Humble. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, wait, sorry, sorry. But he found on, himself Ivan quite humble. isolated in his kind of midlife, was at home a lot mm. on his own, um, he grew up in an environment where there wasn't much multiculturalism and all that kind of stuff. He developed that idea that he should be scared, that that, that Muslims are to be quite feared and uh, quote unquote, they're the problem and all that kind of stuff. He got himself online then because he felt like he wasn't allowed to express his views. He ended up being like Tommy Robinson's right hand man in the end, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. he went round to organize a riot or something like that. That might be wrong, but he went round in a bad way to speak to a Muslim guy. And the Muslim guy invited him into his house, sat him down, they shared food or whatever. And then he said in in that moment, he realized that this Muslim guy had the same fears, the same worries as he had had. And now he travels around schools tackling anti-extremism. And he will always say, Ivan will, all Ivan goes on about is you need to have conversation. When you silence people, you push that, that is the biggest weapon that the far right have is when the far left silence the 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 the, the leaning towards the right because then they feel silenced they feel like they don't have a voice and then Tommy Robinson gives them a voice you see you yeah. see and I, so I think it's really important yeah, yeah. like honestly so important that's the place where hearts and minds get one in the middle yeah. ground and we talked a lot um, about it yeah all right I'm gonna I'm gonna actually just pick pick the next one um, all right Tell me it and then let me guess important. it first. Yeah, well, 30 
and 5.22. Um, oh, I've just, I was about to guess and then I think I know it. £30 is the amount of money that uh, was supposed to be sent, uh, spent on each food hamper. And then £5.22 yeah. is about what turned up. A couple of rotten bananas and a, and a slice of bread and a frube. Bingo. Yeah, bingo. So it was posted by a roadside mum and that's what kind of blew everything yeah. up, right? Which was just, a, honestly, it was heartbreaking to see um, everything we've talked about last year, about cronyism, about, uh, you know, the way that uh, people are making money off of people's misery and and basic needs. And this, I think, exemplifies it. You know, I think the company that is responsible is called Chatwells or Chartwells. Yeah. They're part of a multi-billion pound group called Compass Group. Mm. Ran by the guy who owns the corner shop next to Matt Hancock's house, isn't it? No, is I've it? made that or up. We just see, <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the, in the, from the Cayman Islands. Um, yeah, and, you know, what, what came out in Prime Minister's Question Time was, you know, obviously <laughs> Boris Johnson called Marcus Rashford to assure him you know, after they had to follow what, uh, after his kind of social media posting again uh, and, and uh, U-turn and backtrack. Um, but, you know, they were saying how appalled they were and they're having words and blaming on the company. But actually when Keir Starmer um, pointed out that this, you know, the things that were in the box were actually what the government has identified as what is needed for a healthy meal. Um, so this company has basically just basically filled the brief. Yeah. You know, this is what needs to be in, tick, tick, tick. And I'm I'm not exonerating them. They are appalling for doing that. Um, but I think it's absolutely disgusting. And, you know, credit to Roadside Mum for posting it, for getting it up and running. And then you see all these p- pictures that have been, you know, being posted from supermarkets and of what £30 actually buys you. Yeah. And of course, you've got to take some money off for packing and distribution. I get that, right? You know, but it is just yeah. quite disgusting. And and I think even some of the boxes were even worse than what got posted. Half a carrot, a manky, half a pepper. There you was know. some some lady posted, and she had some food turn up in money bags, like a little bit of flour in a money bag. She wrapped up in a money bag and sent. Um, these these contracts are worth billions. Yeah. Or millions, you know, and uh, it's ju- it's just there's nothing. There's what he, what this is is, you know, we talk a lot about race, but this is classism. Yeah, this is looking down at poor people and thinking that they are just, you know, shit on your shoe and they don't deserve more than yeah. that. And I'm and I'm absolutely disgusted. Yeah, and let's not forget they voted against it originally. We're we're only even in a place where there's yeah. any packages being yeah. sent out because yeah of the backlash. Yeah. That's the only. Yeah. Did you see Matt? Did you see Matt Hancock? Yeah. Uh, on Piers yeah, Morgan. Did, yeah. Uh, and he just like if if he was able to just say, do you know what? I shouldn't have voted against it. Yeah. But he just couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't do it. And and that, that is somebody who's who's in. He, yeah. He's in charge of our NHS. He's in charge of a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's got a and, lot of. And listen, there's a lot. There's something to be said here as well for. Um, us as people, giving them, letting them have a little bit of a free ride. I always get a little bit worried when we just point at the, at the politicians, right? I mean, they, like, they are accountable here, right, they, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But we've done a lot of silencing each other as people over the last year. And it really worries mm-hmm. me the, the, um, the amount of how the balance of power has gone in favour of the people in power over the, force, over the, the course of this this pandemic right and I'm, I'm saying that with no denial of the awful terrible situation that we're in but um i feel like at times they've had a little bit of a free ride with some of this stuff and you know if it wouldn't have been for marcus rashford let's let's have let's have it out here a minute there wouldn't be anything being sent out at all and by the way if it wasn't for yep. marcus rashford retweeting that lady's tweet matt hancock wouldn't have listened yep. to that lady no one would have listened to it they wouldn't have, it wouldn't even be yep. in parliament you know and yep. that's that's why you know uh, you need people like Marcus Rashford, but you also need to make sure that you governments need a holding to account all of the time. I don't care what we're yeah. going through. They need yeah. holding to account. They need like deep questioning. Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? And I don't think we do yeah. it. I don't think we've done it enough. 
um, yeah, particularly over the last year. And, I, you know, yeah. is now the right time to be doing it? My answer to that is yes. I do think there's, you know, the people that are in the position of being able to, they should be doing it. Um, and I, I, look, I, I think a lot, lot more will come out over time. Yeah. Also, have you noticed right, right now, there's something that we're not talking about a lot, but that's going on, that there's a, there's a pileup and there's an expected shortage of food and supplies as a result of Brexit. Yeah. No one's talking about it. The, the government is conveniently, ominously quiet about it. And I think, I think you're right. Like I would, I, I you know, it just so happens that the, some of these decisions have been made and driven by a conservative government, but there is quite, you know, a strong possibility that you know there would have been several wrong turns had it been a Labour Labour government, and and I would expect you and me to challenge them in the same way if it continues to impact people, you know, austerity and uh, um, you know the Brexit deal ultimately. You know, it had to go through, I guess, but it got voted for, for by Labour as well. You know, yeah. they, they, I, I, they. I don't they know. I don't it. know how much choice they had in the end. By the way, I, 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 I just, when you look at Brexit, it worries me. But when you know, when we talk about holding the government to account, by the way, just to be clear here, the the, the, the main person who has the opportunity, or the main people that have the opportunity to hold this government to account, is Labour. So when I say we're not yeah. holding this government to account enough, I'm digging out Labour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, you know, I do think that this whole year, when we do get through this, and we will, and when we get to the other side, and we really start taking stock and looking about going forward, I think there's going to be massive upheaval in in government. Or I hope there will be, because I do think people are. There's a hell of a lot of people now who are just feel. Listen, if they had a vote tomorrow and I had to go and vote for a political party, I've no idea who I would vote for. Not there's nobody I would go. Yeah, let me go and put a tick in the box for them. None of them, none of them. I agree with you. Sadly, and I think a lot I of people do. So, um, it, it, listen, I think yeah, it's uh, the, the school meals is just it's disgusting. I've, I'll always go back to saying, judge any country, any body of people by how they treat their children, and we're a disgrace on that front. But not to mention yeah. how we how, the, the way in which we viewed teachers throughout this, the ones who are. Looking after children, the ones who, you know, I think it's a disgrace. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. We actually... Come on, we got time. We're, do, we we're doing of, very quickly. Yeah, now I think in a roundabout way, the reason is, I think in a roundabout way, we've, we've covered uh, the last two sets of numbers, but I'll, I'll, say, I'll say them anyway. Don't tell me so what the they are. I want to guess first. First and second. We're doing first and second first. Um, yeah, we're going to do... Yeah, that's the one that we're going to yeah. begin with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First and second, um, where me and you always finish. No, actually, let me, sorry, let, let me. L, 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 I've got to uh, recorrect my language. First and twice. Oh, well, that changes the whole concept. Can I just um, throw Think something quickly. out there very quickly? You are you are rubbish with numbers, by the way. You are terrible with <laughs> numbers. Um, I first and twice. Says the guy who always calls me up for numbers advice. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, First right. and twice. Um, First and twice. No, I don't know, mate. I can't even come up with a funny guess for that. Okay. President, soon to be ex-president Donald Trump oh. is the first president in history yeah. to be impeached twice. twice. Yeah. Does it, does it mean anything? Not like uh, being impeached for a second time. Honestly, I think... Have you been following it? Look, look I, I'll always throw my hands up a little bit and just say that I'm not a massive American political correspondent. All right? And in fact, mm -hmm. I'm, I, 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 I like analysing behaviour, but when it actually comes down to the nitty-gritty of the politics, uh, when I saw the Capitol had been raided, I thought they'd spout Capitol wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that you're willing to um, admit that on the airwaves. Uh, <laughs> so um, I think I think Trump will probably like it. I think he'll wear it as a badge. Oh, I don't know, mate. Like he, I don't, I don't know. He, I mean, even like it really, it needs to go through the Senate really for it to have any kind of meaningful impact. Uh, but uh, you know, he was impeached for a second time in a four-year term 
by the House of Representatives. So it will go down in history as being the yeah the only president to have been impeached. A raging narcissist twice. is happy to go down in history yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and the last number is zero. Uh, the amount of people that would vote for Brexit if we were to vote again. <laughs> um, Good one, but no. no. Um, the amount of points you average on Fantasy League from a week-to-week basis. Excellent. No, and incorrect. Uh, what, let me have one more guess. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, zero is exactly the number of tweets that your ex-flatmate is able to send out these days. Right. Okay, yeah, I was never going to get Trump that, was I? is no more. Yeah, but we sort of covered that, but didn't, didn't we, really? But like, he sent one out from the president's account, though, didn't he? President, yeah, that's all been shut I down. Shut that down but no, um, what do you think? What do you think about that? I mean, I know we've sort of covered it, but um, what do you think about not hearing from Donald Trump anymore? Look, the easy answer, because I think he's a moron, is to just say, I think it's great. I think they should do it with Boris Johnson's account as well. Um, but I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I would argue that in a court of law. I don't... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's in a position of massive power. Um, I believe him to be dangerous. Um, but loads of people thought the same thing about Jeremy Corbyn. So, 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 so my point is, look, I, I, I think... Uh, I, I'm pleased it's happened. I'm also, I'm also um, on the other side. It's like there's, uh, for me, there's a, there's some there's some there's politics involved in this. Like, why act so late in a presidential term? And obviously, Jack Dorsey's talked a lot about it at Twitter, and, and you know, they're worried about fear of um, further violence. But why was the capital? storming the bit of violence that that caused the trigger what about all the other violence and you know charlottesville and you know all this other stuff that has happened um in the past it's almost like i i think we talked about it last year is you know is is america was america more racist as a result of you know trump being in power and i sort of said no it always been there but actually i think I think he whipped up a lot of people that probably weren't thinking in that mm. way. A lot of people that weren't educated that suddenly, not just about lack of education, but yeah, you yeah. just weren't thinking that way that suddenly thought, you know, that America wasn't great or it didn't, you know, it just kind of create this whole massive divide. So I think it's a little too little too late. And a lot of these companies um, waited until he really couldn't influence or affect their companies and then made the call. Mm. So they're sort of, you know... They're sort of just they they want to they want to kind of catch a bit of the positive glow and attention of doing something, but it's like right at the end of the term where a lot of the damage had been done. And I, I appreciate they were probably caught in a difficult spot, but I think some of the rationale that they're giving is a little bit weak. Yeah, and like you say, it's like sticking in a, a fork in the ground a little bit late here. You could have yeah. done it ages ago and really made a statement and a point. Um, yeah. So do you think people should be banned? Well, we talked about that. What? So what's your your answer then? Just give me a straight answer, yes or no? Or tell me you can't give me a straight answer. Uh, uh, Oh, no, we didn't really talk about that. Um, Specifically, I think certain people should be banned. Yes. I do. I agree with you. But I think you need to you need to be really clear on what the criteria for the banning is, and it has to be balanced. And it's a bit like I say, a Supreme Court where you need you need people representing both sides. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it needs to be you know when you start putting out falsities, is that a word? Yeah, let's make it's it a good word. word if it, it is a word. Is it, yeah, when you start doing that, I think particularly if you're in a position, or is it falsehoods? So falsities sounds better let's to look me. At Okay, it might sound better. But particularly if you're in a position of power, then, um, but then, you know, look, when you, you what, what's a falsity or a fal- no, it's falsehood? No. What's a falsehood? Because actually then you could probably ban everyone in our government from Twitter because they all, they all bend the truth. Yeah, and, and also what constitutes power? You know, influence might 
be like you know it's true, might mate. Be it's true. what constitutes power it's, yeah. it's a well and that's it and you're not you know you're not going to solve it by a couple of guys who don't know how to spell capital uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a podcast yeah who are both sat um, in their kids bedrooms trying to be youtubers um or you are an official youtuber aren't you i'm official youtuber actually as of you're this year doing yeah well yeah very good um all right mate reasons to be cheerful i'm gonna hand the mic to you because i've worked really hard with my uh, dodgy numbers uh, yeah as, as the first uh, first podcast of 2021 so um is there anything to be cheerful about on the 14th of january 2021 uh yeah i'm gonna talk about bikes mate um because i've become a bike head so my one is uh beautiful biking uh- <laughs> You still haven't nailed the... <laughs> still haven't nailed the tail. So, uh, I don't know if you remember, we, when we, we talked about it at the back end of last year on the podcast, I bought a bike and I got ripped off, do you remember? And then uh, I, I went I went and bought another bike, I bought a mountain bike from Bassett Bikes, big up Bassett Bikes in Bassett, where I live from, top man. Um, sold me a bike and then I went out on it a few times and then my brother came out with me uh, riding and he had bought a road bike. I couldn't keep up with him on my mountain bike, right? I mean, like, you had to keep stopping. And I was thinking, God, really? I'm so fat. Like, uh, And then I said, look, give me a go on your bike, mate, because I reckon the problem is you're the, the bike, bruv, yeah? So I got on his bike and he couldn't keep up with me. So then I, I went and bought a road bike and I've, I'm fully all in now, mate. Road bike for the road, I've man. got padded Lycra trousers. I've got, I've just bought the pedals with cleats, yeah? You know where your feet clip on? I'm I'm all in, mate. Um, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm like proper Tour de France. You, are you rocking the Lycra? Is that is that happening? Mm, might do in the summer, mate. I've, I've got a wind resistant um, heat releasing jacket at the moment that I wear. Yeah. Do you have an aerodynamic helmet? <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds weird. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I just I've got a basic helmet from Halvard. Um, right. But. So I went out on the road bike three times, I think, and then on the fourth time I did a hundred kilometers. Hundred kilometers, pretty bro. impressive, man. It is. And and you're you're working towards something, right? Uh, yeah, all to be revealed. Ah, okay. Uh, so it's all oh, right. So on the download, yes, on the yes, on the DL, bro. Yeah. So yeah, mate, biking. Slept in the shed with it last night. My bike. I love it that much. Uh, I didn't sleep in the shed with my bike, but I love my bike. I, I'm a proper. I can. I used to hate. I used to be like you dick when I saw people on bikes you know get over to the side let me take over you now I'm yeah. fully I'm so all in mate on bikes I love them that's my reasons to be cheerful I'm... okay wow brilliant okay so um, I'm going to take a leaf out of your book actually no title um, I'm just with all the stuff that's going on uh, you know another lockdown s- schools closed um, I'm just really thankful to just get to spend a bit more time with the kids yeah. and uh like you know i'm working and you know i spend a lot of time up here um hold away my my, my my kids bedroom but um you know just being able to like just see them chill with them for a bit you know two or three or four times a day and then actually go down quite early and just hang with them cook with them and just being like a good place i'm really you know i'm taking some value from that it wasn't you know it, it wasn't anticipated or expected and yeah i love i love hanging out with them and um so that's my reason to be cheerful this oh, week. i love that mate i genuinely love that and can i add in by the way just on top of that teachers i think i think they should get i think they've just done amazing mate even like my youngest daughter we was on zoom yesterday we get 10 minutes every week with a teacher yeah she's four you know yeah. i just think yeah the, they just adapt mate and just get on with it big up the teachers yeah. and listen yeah i think just on on a quick note, actually, I just thought uh, there's just a lovely story about about you know uh, the British people. Um, I think Gavin Williamson, the education secretary, said, did, "I don't know if you did you see this." He said, "If you if you got a problem with the online education, just just complain." And so people sent something like twelve thousand emails to Offset, praising their teachers really? and their schools. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I like that. Do it. I like that. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Teachers are, you know, teachers, sorry, I'm just going to add one more, right? The, the forgotten frontline people are supermarket workers as well. Yeah. They are keeping us fed. Like, 
I'm sure it's not very pleasant for them. They're probably not very well protected yet. Anytime I go into the shops, it's just like, actually, they'll just do what they can for you. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. they are. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the non-skilled, the term non-skilled worker has died a death in 2020 and I hope it never comes back. Yeah. Good shout. All right, All right. Josh, mate. Loved, loved talking to you. Thank you for putting up with my, uh, uh, my, my numbers uh, that didn't quite make sense, but we got there in the end. Uh, we will be back in two weeks' time, on time. Looking forward to the next conversation. Yeah, uh, as long as you can get yourself organised, we'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, just don't ever go on, don't ever go on countdown and do the numbers, will you? You'll be like two from the top, five from the bottom. You'll be like, mate, you only get, you only get five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai. Yeah.